Right, hello, uh, welcome to episode 7 of the Owl and Badger podcast. My name is Tim, I'm joined by my good friend Helen, and we're two Christians who are trying to untangle the world around us with a Christian world view point. And uh, we've had quite a gap between episode 7 and episode 6, which was back in November, wasn't it, Helen, I think? I think it was. Was it a long time ago. Feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously yeah. last year now, um, and and the main reason for that is we've both been both been poorly, and you can imagine what we've been poorly with. Um, um, so I've yeah, I was I was unwell with with what um, certainly was probably COVID, um, I think, and it was it was really really quite horrible actually, very very ill, very weird, bizarre flu. Wouldn't want to have it have it again, and I think you guys had it as well, didn't you, Helen? Yeah, we had it and um, I feel a bit guilty because I wasn't very poorly. I knew I had it for a couple of weeks, but I was not poorly enough to be in bed or anything. Um, My husband was, but I would say he wasn't as bad as I was when I had flu. Uh, Okay, yeah. Flu flu is the kind of the standard to be measure everything by, isn't it? Because if you have flu as you know my my wife always laughs when i say i oh, when i had flu and she's like oh, yeah well okay, people have you know. different measures of what flu is don't they flu proper flu i remember a doctor telling me if you've got proper flu and someone put a thousand pounds in your garden you would not be able to go and get it and certainly when i i've had flu twice as an adult and i felt like i was gonna die felt really poorly really Oh, it, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, I've had it once in my life, as, and I remember it being pretty, pretty bad. But actually, I mean, I've not. I don't normally get ill that often. Um, but this was definitely, this was definitely horrible. It's definitely the worst thing I've had in a, in quite a long time. And it's, it was really bizarre. I had a whole kind of felt like I had a, a range of different symptoms, which you hear about from. Um, the weird things going on with smell which is a bit bizarre to odd aches and pains but um yeah no the whole losing i would say the losing your taste and smell that was the weirdest thing i've never experienced that before has yours has yours come back now yeah it has i don't think it's back 100 percent, but yes it is took quite a long time yeah but that was really weird very weird it felt that several people i've spoken to have said the same the whole illness although I wasn't very poorly um but it did feel a bit odd something not normal not natural about it yeah that, know, yeah I about, agree with that yeah you know the whole lab leak thing is now quite established as a that's probably where it came from yeah I think it probably was a fiddled about with virus yeah I, I think I think that that would that would certainly 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 makes makes sense I mean you know we all we all had it in our family um two boys were you know a bit well slightly poorly but that was it um yeah so just really pleased really th- thankful to god that we're through it because th- there was a point yeah. where i was thinking are we actually going to get through this are we still going to be still going to be battling with this thing for because you know when you're in the middle of something it can feel like there's no end in sight um which is which is which is pretty grim but um yeah i think i think for us it was it was definitely the 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 worst christmas on record officially mm-hmm. so i'm very thankful 
thankful to God that we're through that. Yeah. Um, really am. So, but that kind of, yeah, so we're, we are a little bit out of practice with with this so um a bit rusty yeah a little bit rusty so if we so if we amble around a bit please forgive us but we're we're trying to get back into this and get our heads into gear um so we got we got a few a few things we'd like to kind of just touch on today um starting with we talk about the uh the good old nhs um interestingly there was the doctor remind me he, do you remember his name i should notice down the one who was um uh well known for being on tv for for taking uh sav oh, taking sajid on sajid on yeah uh, steve james steve I james yeah that's that's it so I, the reason i mention him is because he said that he had covid and believed he had the antibodies to mm. help with his uh, immune system and making the point that actually he doesn't want the vaccine because of that, and and that that was a bit of a that was a bit of a, a moment, wasn't it? When when that was on that was on TV, and I remember, well, um, yeah. yeah, Savage Savage Sad Savage Get it, Savage Sad. Sorry. Say it again, Sav. Sajid. 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 <laughs> right. So when when good old Sajid said to him, you know, I bet I'll just take my take my advice from the uh, from you know from the scientists. I'm thinking, well, you're talking yeah. to somebody who's in the Too medical well, field yeah, now. You know, he's well. he's one voice, and there's other voices mm. that disagree with his viewpoint, of course. But but yeah, it was just uh, yeah. But that yeah, it was um it was a it was a moment, wasn't it? It was, and um, yeah, he didn't want to talk about natural immunity, did he? No, and I think that's going to become more and more of a a thing, and and rightly so because um, that's what we should have had. This should have had that conversation right from the beginning, but it mm. did. It, we have thankfully seen, uh, well, for now at least, I suppose, the the end of the mandates for NHS staff. Um, at least on the face of it, which is which mm. is really good, because yeah, it, it sh- I mean it should never have happened in the first place. And we've got the whole we've got the whole issue with care home staff already. Yeah, many already had been forced out. Um, mm. So are they are they going to be, have the offer of being reinstated the care home staff, or have they not got that far yet? Well, in theory they could, but of course the people who've left their jobs presumably will have already been filled won't they mm, so possibly they, they won't necessarily have jobs to go back to um would you feel like you'd want to go back after you'd been tucked out i don't know um, i mean yeah. i'm sure plenty of the nhs will have left as well because you know it was quite getting to towards the last minute wasn't it yeah yeah it was and and you know now 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 they've been saying that the you know waiting list is going to go into what 2024 um and so for the NHS and if the delays were going to be happening that far in advance how would you know getting rid of potentially 70,000 odd people or moving them from frontline positions where they mm-hmm. would be caring for patients to to different different points in the organization how's that going to help with tackling that it wouldn't would it i mean it was it was just bonkers every 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 way you looked at it it was ridiculous um yeah. and it well, they, should they never have happened. It should, no, it should never have happened. I, I, I still don't know 
what exactly they were trying to do what were they i suppose they were saying they were trying to protect patients but what, where they've said having the vaccine doesn't stop you getting covid doesn't stop you transmitting covid so so then the question is well why are you insisting they have it mm, mm, exactly exactly or was it about control and you need to do as you're told and if you won't do as you're told then we don't want you yeah and and if it was a real danger and risk to patients then surely you you would say right we're gonna we're gonna the staff are gonna have to go right now or get vaccinated right now because because yeah exactly i mean the whole thing just 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 reeked basically sadly um it was yet another um uh, nail in in the coffin of uh, our belief in our political system that we have in this country, sadly. Um, and I don't know if it can be repaired or not. Uh, I very much doubt it, actually. Um, so this whole thing about you know bodily autonomy is really important, isn't it? And I think as Christians, we have to have a very kind of clear view a view on this um, because we have to be clear that. The spiritual and the physical are intertwined, aren't they? Then they're not separate entities, and so what what we what we do to our bodies or not matters. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's very true. Um, so it's an important decision, and it should be the decision for each individual mm. what we do, what medication we take. We should never be forced to take anything, and when we do um have a medical procedure then this issue of informed consent is really important we need to know what it is what it is we're doing what the risks may be what the benefits may be um otherwise you can't make an informed decision and it certainly should never be something that you're forced to do or threatened or coerced into doing because if you don't do this you'll lose your job Mm. Yeah, uh, is yeah. that the kind of society we want to live in? Well, I think that I think that that's a really important question, which which we have to which we have to um, consider because now now there are a number of of staff within the NHS who have had the vaccine because they thought they were going to lose their job mm-hmm. and or maybe be redeployed, as Sajid put it. Um, at the at the dispatch box, I believe in in the House of Commons, which is a a little bit of a uh, a switch and bait thing going on there. But um, yeah, it it was it, it it they're now in this position where they've had had the vaccine, thinking, well, actually, I didn't really want that. I wasn't really sure about it, and now it turns out they didn't don't actually have to have it because they've removed yeah. this this mandate. At least they've removed it for for the moment, which is a good thing. But it's pretty bad for those who were forced to felt like they were forced or coerced um or perhaps you could use the word bullied i mean there's lots of words you could yeah. use frankly in this situation yeah. and it's really it's really quite bad it's really, um, it is very and especially if you know if any of them have had adverse reactions and and some of the um well documented adverse reactions are really life changing so yeah. imagine that if you didn't want to have it and you felt forced into having it and then you've had an adverse reaction that that is going to change your life potentially forever that's awful 
it, it is it is and and from a christian point of view again a lot of the church are just silent on this we 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 didn't have a view we i think and, and this is where this is where it becomes problematic because when we align ourselves as the church with government policy which is essentially what has happened not across all the church but much of the church and then the government changes its policy we're then we're then forced into a a um slightly untenable position of following government and contradicting ourselves or trying to pretend that we didn't follow the government in the first place or trying to say well actually that was the right thing to do when it wasn't the right thing to do and mm. I, th- I think there's a there's this should we could have had a better Christian response to this, and we should have had a voice here, which says, you know, it's in, it's important to consider what is what is put into into the body, and we cannot be, you know, we can't um, be okay with living in a country which essentially forces certain people to take certain um, drugs that they're not happy with i mean that's just not right no no it's not right and i think um well certainly the archbishop of canterbury when he was interviewed on the subject um well i I, i'm not really quite sure what to say about it It was it was dreadful he and he pretty much accused people of well he said what did he say that he, he couldn't understand people who who wouldn't take the vaccine and right. he um i think he pretty much said that you people christians have a moral duty to take it seemed to be for the benefit of society in general and i think that's really problematic i know a lot of people actually who who said they took the vaccine because they felt that it was important to protect other people which all along i thought was a bizarre reason for taking medication It it flies in the face of historically how we would treat vaccines, which is you take it to protect yourself. Yeah. And yes, I suppose you could extrapolate that out and say if we all protected ourselves, then perhaps we'd eradicate that particular uh, disease. But you know, this this is not a vaccine in the true sense. It's a gene therapy for starters. at least the main ones, the most common ones are. And yeah, I mean, to to say that we have a moral duty to do that is is just is using coercive language again. And it, and yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't happen. It's like it's like our old our old friend the face mask. The idea that you wear a mask to protect others is a form of coercion and it's 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 just nonsense. You know, a mask normally is something you put on to protect yourself. But no, it's, it's been, you know, turned around. So it's the same principle being applied that they've been applied to the whole mask thing to be applied to the to the vaccine yeah. thing. And I, it's, I, a, it's a utilitarian principle, isn't it, effectively? This idea of um, benefit to society in general. So the the rights of the individual get thrown out of the window because which is which is very dangerous isn't it if Mm. you um if you effectively say um 
the the rights of this individual person become less important because actually we're more interested in the general good of society but then it depends how you define general good and then yeah. it depends on who's making those decisions yeah if, because you could come up with all sorts of things that that you could argue oh well that could be for the benefit of society in general mm. um let's take a people particular group of people out of society perhaps that will be for the benefit of society in general yeah it's a dangerous road isn't it it is, it is a dangerous road and that that is that is what has already been happening hasn't it um in with certain um certain things that people can be born with to try and actually mm. remove move them from uh, you know eradicate it from I guess you could say the human race, and that's 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 a terrible thing to yeah. to to do if you're actually essentially aborting children before you know before they're born, which is uh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking about just changing tack a little slight, little bit slightly. Um, the whole mandates thing. Do you remember? Is it Ch Charlie Mullins? Charlie Mullins is it Pimlico Plumbers owner? Do you remember him? Oh, I do remember him. Yeah, he was he was really keen for like you know, no jab, no job, um, yeah. and I I just wonder if he's still. It'd be interesting to know if he's still standing by that because he yeah, he, he felt like a kind of you know the government's sort of <laughs> stuck him out the front. Go on, Charlie, go and do us a favour, and he was well up well up for it. And yeah, I don't think that's going to age well. So for, sadly mm. for him. Um, but yeah, so it's good news that the that the the mandates have stopped. Um, look, the big question is right. Look, I'm slightly off our our little script here, Helen. So, do you think this is all over, or do you think there's something else? Um, I would hope it's all over, but I doubt it. Hmm. Okay. Why, why do you say that? Um, I think I've lost so much trust in the authorities and I, I don't trust their motives anymore. Mm. Um, so I think they were pushed into a corner. They've relented for now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes back. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it, it is very... Or in another form. Okay, yeah. It is very difficult, obviously, uh, to uh, to try and second-guess what's going to happen next, isn't it? I mean, who would have thought we'd be having this conversation, well, even two years ago? What were we, February 2020? Yeah. We would, you know, yeah. we heard a little bit about this thing in China, but it's like many things you hear on the news, it's somewhere else a long way away, and that's, you know, mm. we think, oh, that sounds bad, but that's it, kind of, you know, move on. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the whole the whole thing with the, um, I mean, the ridiculous party gate. I mean, honestly, couldn't care less how many parties Boris Johnson has. What is so crazy about about that is that is that nobody's asking the question. If the government lied about this, what else have they lied about? Yeah. That's the question the media should be asking. And lo and behold, it you know, we had the 
um, the research done by John Hopkins University that found that lockdown didn't do anything. I mean, you know, most people with an ounce of common sense and intelligence could have said, we'll save you the trouble. We can tell you it didn't do anything. So, except cause a lot of except, harm. Well, yes, exactly. Except cause a lot of harm. And it has caused a lot of harm. It's, it's, yeah, it's and we've just not a seen the tragic of unfolding yet. of catastrophe, I think, really. Um, and you can pick a whole range of topics to point to as to evidence of that. Um, so that that's one thing that the government said, oh, we must, we must lock down. You know, the whole coercive, um, you know, marketing and that they, that they employed like you know those terrible nhs posters you know look look him look him in the eye and tell him you didn't break the rules you know that, i mean it's just nonsense it's just yeah. lies it's just well, various, utter lies. Uh, whistleblowers have have come forward now haven't they people from within who said actually what we did was wrong yeah yeah and we shouldn't do it again yeah i mean you shouldn't do it again but those actually who have who are the who are the perpetrators should be held to account if if we want yeah. to live in a just society and because that's how you actually avoid it happening again by saying by basically bringing those who've done wrong to justice making an example and saying this isn't wrong society doesn't tolerate this in a just society and that's how you ensure or at least do something that's reasonable to ensure so when you know everybody gets in a flap about the parties and the parties it's just it's just ridiculous if you're thinking worried about the parties you're listening to this and you're worried about the government having parties that's that's a sideshow compared to what the question should be asked and this isn't to diminish is it the fact that they have basically told us one thing people have well a lot of people have, 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 have obeyed that and then they've gone and done another but it, well, and also they they terrified a lot of people yeah. and at the time they clearly were not at all terrified no they were they were yeah. quite happy to mingle and uh do yeah it's it, yeah it, it speaks volumes and and you know it got blatant didn't it as soon as we saw that at like the g7 conference where it was just kind of you know blatantly taking the mick and uh masks on for the cameras and then then whip them off and, off, and then oh, it's like okay well what's what's hard. actually going on here but you know our, our media um just basically in collusion with the government that's the only assumption you can come to because they just went along with with it didn't challenge it at all and it was yeah anyway so sorry that was a bit that was a bit side should we move across the water to canada because they got this whole truckers process process yeah. protest going going on and yeah there is quite a process i think happening there isn't there um with um yeah justin trudeau's not having a happy time he just he, dis- he disappeared for a couple of days he ran away yeah, did you notice that at the beginning hiding, didn't he? he did go into or, hiding oh, no, no not hiding he he gave two reasons oh, I didn't know. he i think he said he had he had he had covid but he'd been in contact with someone yeah. who'd had covid so he decided he ought to go and shut himself away somewhere not in Ottawa yeah yes yeah <laughs> oh and then he decided actually he had Covid so he better stay away even longer yeah well what I mean that was no surprise was it let's be honest and mm-hmm. again you know this is this is something which is is still ongoing isn't it and it's yeah, it's so. it's going to be um yeah it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this this pans out because again the, the the media are making the truckers out to be a certain thing 
and yeah. you will always have in any situation you'll always have the one or two who will just go to an extreme which is which is mm. wrong um but the media love to take that and try and tarnish the whole with that which is what they've done here whilst at the yeah. same time missing the point which is yeah. um, should be, should be should be a good indication to people to actually start thinking for themselves and not believing what the media is saying yeah um, well you have to look away from the the mainstream media i think um uh that's what they've been saying in in america in canada uh, certainly here it's true um i mean i don't listen to the bbc or read bbc anymore apart from occasionally just to have a look at what they're doing compared to what i read and watch from other sources mm. And every time I do, I'm absolutely astonished because it's it, it's so biased. It's so telling a completely different story from what the story actually is on the ground. And that's certainly the case with what's been what's been happening in Canada. I mean, you're talking about, I think, I mean, many, many truckers, but hundreds of thousands of people who've been involved in these protests and and you know, you're, with that kind of number, you're always going to find the odd one who might have a Nazi flag or the odd one who's going to behave badly. But um, from or, everything or I've seen, all these Confederate flag, things, which is like, Confederate it's got flag. nothing yeah. to do with Canada. It's like, no. who cares? You know, <laughs> anyway. But, yeah. You know, if you look at the, the videos, the reports from all sorts of people who, who are saying, you know, this is this is an amazing protest. These people, many of them, family people, lots of them who've got children with them. Um, you know, they've been the conditions there. It's freezing cold. Mm. They've been living effectively on the streets. People helping them with food, with fuel. Um, you know, just well, quite quite astonishing. It is, isn't it? It it really it shows. It restores your um, faith in in people's ability to come together and, and do the right thing and say, enough's enough, that this cannot continue. We need to show that this cannot continue in a peaceful yeah. way. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it is it is amazing because, I mean, Canada have been, been crazy in terms of their, their approach to this, that, you know, haven't they through through the through this whole covid thing yeah and, I mean, and justin trudeau is just here, like a kind of puppet know. really isn't he he's uh yeah, yeah he's, he's 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 gonna i think history is gonna be very um brutal there i'm afraid at least mm -hmm. at least on this particular aspect of of his life maybe there'll be other things that he can do better but um but yeah, I, and the, I, it was interesting listening to um, that Jordan Peterson interview and him bringing up the issue of the GoFundMe. Uh, nine, $9 million, I believe, isn't it? Just probably over $9 million, which um, they have basically said because of the the protests, isn't it? Because of what's how they're going about things in their view. Um, it breaches their terms, and so that money is going to then be redistributed to who? Yeah, they're not they're not giving the money back to the people who've no. given it. <laughs> they're going to give it to to the causes that they deem to be more appropriate. 
Yeah. Which uh, is a complete outrage. It's it's it, it, it's it's I mean, a, it's appalling. It, it is. It's theft. It's it's outright theft, and it and it is immoral. And it doesn't matter what your you know in this instance is what your terms are. I mean, it's just it's just plain wrong. Uh, yeah. And the fact that they are they are doing this is huge, isn't mm. it? It it it's a huge thing because it sets a precedent that um, doesn't lead to it to a to a good place. Well, it's all. another example of power, corporate power, and the elites. Who who think they know better than the man on the street? Yeah, and they know best. And um, I, I think it's just just totally appalling. I mean, the, this protest is 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 such a good example of just ordinary people who who have had enough, who who are taking action, and I think it's amazing. That you know, they're regular truckers with families to feed, and and they were at a point where they were facing. I mean, I mean, some of them probably already have lost businesses. Yeah. Um, but th- they were facing an impossible situation. Um, and and they just they've taken a stand and said this is enough we've we've done everything that's been asked of us for two years and and now this is going too far Mm. um and many many people have supported them in that and said you're right and we've we've had enough yeah 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 and i i really i really hope that they can bring about the change they they want and that the government backs down and listens because um the alternatives are, are much less optimistic, I think, in terms of actual outcomes. So, yeah, that's a good thing to to pray for. You know, if you're a Christian, isn't it, to to pray for that to be resolved peacefully, and and for and for you know the government to listen and to and to do the right thing for a change mm-hmm. would be would be would be good, would be really good. Um, and also, too, um, I mean for. For Trudeau, it was outrageous. What did he say? He, he accused them of being racist and misogynist. Know. He, you know, yeah. he, he can't even <laughs> he, he can't even engage in dialogue. He can't even accept that there are normal people on the ground in his country who don't like what he's doing. The, the, he won't the, engage the, with them. The useless eaters. Do you remember that one? <laughs> it wasn't him who said that; somebody else. But they're, they're all they're all the same club. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it, but that that shows. I mean, the, the unfortunately, people of Trudeau's um, particular grouping and standing in this world don't have the capacity to deal with people who disagree with them. Uh, it's not mm. part of their their plan, sadly. Um, but yeah, still pray for a good outcome, though. Still, I think we still hope for a good good outcome there, um, because we, you know, we we're we're facing. We're, so we here just to come back 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 to us. We've got um, we've had a few things to kind of distract us recently. We obviously started out with Partygate, um, and then um, are we calling it Partygate or did I just did I just I think that's what the news called. They always add gate to the word of something to yeah. to, to something, don't they, to try and make it sound like a scandal. Um, 
and of course we have the, uh, the, 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 the threat, in inverted commas, of war between Ukraine and, and Russia, which seems to be stoked primarily by the West rather than actually Ukraine and Russia, which is interesting. But, you know, yeah. well, time will tell on that one, won't it? Um, and, and of course, the, I think the, the, the most pressing thing of all, actually, is, is, is energy prices. And I, I wonder if that will be used to leverage in the things that were starting to be brought in through the COVID pandemic. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't, I can't see us going really back to how things were before mm. 2020, I don't think. But if they do, great. <laughs> <laughs> be, I'll be really pleased, um, but it just, it, yeah, I, I think it feels like as um, somebody else, somebody else put it, we're in a kind of phony war stage at the moment. Um, and as as Christians, we're called to look look at the signs of the times, aren't we? I mean, Jesus went to great lengths in Matthew, uh, what Matthew twenty four, wasn't it? I think to 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 remind us about. Um, well not remind us to tell us to what to look for at the end times to look to what to keep uh, an eye out for and whilst we don't know exactly when the end is going to come we are to observe what's happening in the world and I think that's really important for Christians to do we're not always going to agree on interpretation but we should be paying attention to what's happening in the world uh, because Jesus tells us to basically yeah um so if we don't do that we are actually we're not doing what what jesus tells us to do that leads us on into um a nice little kind of segue perhaps into the whole thing of we've, we've seen this a lot recently haven't we, as well the whole issue of censorship about people well not being able to to say what they they want to say and the amount the amount of um commentators who don't go with the mainstream narrative who have seen their YouTube channel uh, cancelled because they got too many strikes, or have seen their Twitter account um, uh, shut down, perhaps even perhaps temporarily to start with, um, is 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 really increased. And I think one of the things that if you're listen if you're listening uh, to this and you don't know Helen and me personally, then one of the things that we could encourage you to do is not to just get your news from the BBC, the Telegraph, the Daily Mail, the what's the other one? My other favourite one, the Guardian, um, you know, the Express, the, the Mirror, ITV, Channel Four, Sky. If you get your news from any of those guys, you will be very badly informed about what's happening in the world. By all means, watch those new chat news channels, but you need to kind of go elsewhere. Twitter's a great, great place to have a look. Um, perhaps less great than it used to be, maybe, but um, but do kind of have a and have a look on have a look on on the website as well. Uh, on my website, I've got a little link of what I call the good guys, which on the side, which shows um, some small section of websites, which I think are helpful in terms of, terms of news and narrative. Uh, yeah. Don't you think, Helen, this would be a good encouragement to kind of just spread your news wings a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Listen to different voices. Yeah. And um, I never thought I would say that... <laughs> 
<laughs> one person I like listening to is Russell Brand, actually. Oh, yeah, he's an interesting guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's, um, I don't always agree with him, but um, he questions uh, everything. <laughs> he questions authority. He's looking at where where is power and money and, um, you know, questioning the motives there. But um, the other day he said he'd asked someone, a friend of his, well, what media do you trust or where do you go? You know, what, what, would, what do you recommend? And then he said he felt quite stupid afterwards because the answer, he was like, of course, of course. His friend said, none of them, don't trust, don't trust any of them. Look around, look at, read different things, listen to different people and make up your own mind. Mm. And, and I think that's, that's wise. Just, I think the more that you read, the more that you listen to different voices and, and you, you, then you start to discern, you start to work out for yourself what sounds trustworthy who are the people who are speaking i've said this before um you know who who are they and what do they have what might they have to gain from what they're saying um yeah. because if they do have something to gain then you need to question that a bit more but if they have everything to lose by the stand that they're taking or what they're saying um and particularly these people who are being censored they're, they're the ones i would say i should listen to them because yeah. they're being censored for a reason people don't want people in power don't want you to hear what they have to say that that i think that that that's a logical conclusion you come to isn't it when when people people are censored and mm. I, I tell yeah you're totally spot on i mean we would also say that if you don't believe us look at the beat just take a take a smorgasbord of different papers with normally different views so look look at look at look at the overriding narrative you'll find in the guardian and the telegraph and the daily mail and the bbc on issues like um covid and you'll find a narrative is broadly speaking along the same lines um and that should tell you something um, there is very little, by the way, of investigative journalism these days in those uh, papers, sadly, which is a bit of a tragedy, to be honest. Um, so that's why, if you don't believe us, try have a look. Um, yeah. But but I'm I'm always amazed when I talk to people and they say, "Well, I look, you know, I get my news from the BBC," and I think, "You serious? You just get your news from the BBC? You, you it's like..." It's like you must watch the Teletubbies. You know, it's it's not going to help you be informed. Um, I mean, if you, if, I mean, I just think in the news site, UK column, very good, very UK in depth. It's great. not, it's not, um, it's yeah. not like just watch and get a summary. But if you want to dip into it once a week, they're really good, um, yeah. and they will do um, a bit of a deeper dive into the issues of the week, and you will have a better picture of what's going on. The other thing I would say is, and this is really important, I think, as Christians, is that we can fall into a trap of um, of only kind of listening to people who we agree with 100%. Mm. And the problem with that is you won't find anybody you agree with 100%. <laughs> and nope. so when when a particular narrative is being challenged for me personally... I will look for the small percentage in the person who's changing my narrative to discount them. And and that's sometimes a mistake. And I think we have to 
take the broad message of what somebody is saying. We don't have to agree with everything they, was, yeah. they are saying, but we have to take the broad message of what they're saying and think, okay, does this does this person speak sense? Is are they actually communicating uh, a truth here? That's yeah. really really important um, because otherwise we we are going to be be badly informed about about world events mm. um so yeah i mean the whole just to kind of i guess round it up today the the issue of censorship like we we're talking about um we've seen bloggers come under this haven't we and we've we've seen so many different different people who challenge challenge a narrative who people we listen to um and the you know they're having to find different outlets for their podcasts or their um their videos and you think okay hold on a sec is it up to youtube to decide what i i listen to Mm. and uh quite honestly when you know if we go to something like the bbc when the bbc say they're fact checking you know, we want to kind of choke on our coffee. It's like, well, <laughs> you're just trying to make us laugh. I mean, honestly, I mean, don't believe, it's just rubbish. Don't, when the BBC say fact checking, just just laugh. That's the best best thing. Look into it yourself. Because um, it's not up to corporates to tell us what to think, is it? No, absolutely not. Um, and th- this whole this whole thing of censorship, I think is is really... It's, it's really dangerous it's really it's a terrible thing it's it's i think it's um it, it's so it's cowardly it's so foolish to just effectively they're saying i don't like what you're saying i don't agree with you or i don't like what you represent so i'll silence you mm. Mm. so whereas the intelligent thing to do is to have debate isn't it is to is to allow two sides you know different opinions and then you have conversation you have debate even heated debate in order to come to some kind of conclusion or, or agree to disagree yeah uh, yeah you have to to be able to it's it's really important to be able to hold hold an opinion and listen to somebody else's viewpoint and being willing to change your opinion if need be or like you say, to 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 agree to to disagree, it's a. I think the way the media, mainstream media, corporates like Google, um, YouTube, which is part of Google now, uh, Facebook would be be another one. Twitter would be another one. The way they are going mirrors what's happening in our schools and in universities now, where. Young people today, and this is a generalisation, of course, but sadly, are are uh, have drummed into them the idea that that you you just go along with the mainstream ideological narrative, and to challenge that is is abhorrent, and there is no category, therefore, often in a young people's mind to deal with challenge to deal with debate to deal with somebody who has a different view and and it's 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 really concerning it's really it's concerning very, very concerning it's it's shocking actually and 
it's you know we've had this last two years this constant talk of following the science haven't we oh, yeah. and right at the beginning as a scientist myself right at the beginning i remember saying what is the science there's yes. no such thing as the science what do you mean you're following the science because that's not what science is and any scientist could tell you that science is all about discovery. It's all about coming up with hypotheses, coming up with ideas, investigating those ideas. And then scientists between themselves will discuss those ideas. They'll discuss their conclusions, they'll discuss their research, um, you know, and and one person will, will think, well, I think we've discovered some truth here. And another person will say, well, actually, not quite sure about that. And, and it's it's constantly evolving. Mm. You never get you never get there. That's why we have science because you're constantly in a scientific mind, constantly questioned. Because you never there's we, there's always more to learn, always. So this idea that um, that you just shut down debate, that you there's an established view or an established narrative, and and that is finalised, done, set in stone that's what you are to believe and nobody is to question and and to 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 stop children and young people from from their questioning mind to stop encouraging them for, to question that's a that's a terrible thing that's yeah. what education should be doing it should be encouraging them to question encouraging them to debate encouraging them to form their own opinions and to disagree with one another yeah well to disagree yeah. well that's yeah. what we should be training young people to do, and and it's it's part of being in a in a civil grown up society is is That's to be able to disagree well and and to be and to be open to being wrong, or at yeah. least being open to have your ideas challenged, um, and again bringing it back to to Christianity and and the church. I think because the church, by and large, and there are notable exceptions to this. And we're just talking. I'm only talking about the UK here because that's all we've got. I've got experience of, but um, it does seem to have, have just put its head in the sand with regards yeah. to these these issues for the last two years. Um, and we can't afford to do that as Christians. It's not we have to go out there and be kind of radical activists, but we do have to be really encouraging, particularly our young people. Um, we have to be indoctrinating them because if we don't indoctrinate them as parents and 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 as Christians, the schools will. The yeah. schools will, yeah. and and they and they will indoctrinate them with which in with something which is going to really hinder them, and yeah. um, we're already seeing seeing that. Um, we kind of we owe it to one another to to be on our guard against this, yeah. um, and that's yeah, a definitely. way we can we can honor honor God with with you know the children that he's put in our care i think yeah we we need to be teaching our children truth um and helping them to discover truth and to have the tools to be able to do that yeah so that as they grow up they are able to investigate to discuss to to search for truth um that's that's so important yeah it totally is um right i think should we stop there i can't um i don't think we have unless you want to talk about something else i mean we, we can always kind of 
chat away for ages but <laughs> you know if, if you if you listened and you've reached this far well done like we said at the beginning we are a little bit out of practice and this has been a, a learning curve for us so we acknowledge that uh, <laughs> we're not getting everything right but we are endeavoring just to offer a different view and hopefully a helpful view and to encourage you especially if you're a christian to think things through for yourself to look at what your bible says to um as spurgeon would say have the newspaper in one hand the bible in the other and uh, say what does what does god have to say about this situation and whatever you do whatever you do don't just watch the bbc or just read the paper by all means do that but do it with something else just don't do it on its own because you 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 honestly just don't <laughs> i think <laughs> please um right on that on that uh, uh bombshell as they say shall we end anything anything yeah. before we end helen or is that it um no i think i think that's it i think just remember that um freedom is important um and as these truckers and others are fighting for freedoms for freedoms uh, freedom you know if we if we don't have freedom what what do we have we're in bondage freedom of choice freedom of speech freedom to earn a living freedom of movement freedom to make your own medical decisions all these things that we've taken for granted in the past freedom Um, to share the gospel Freedom to, freedom share the to read your Bible. Freedom to buy freedom a Bible. Freedom to read your Bible. We've taken that for granted. Yeah, um, I think that's going to change at some point it, soon. Oh my goodness, the world can change so quickly. Yeah, and you know these freedoms could be taken from but, us. Buy a Bible overnight. now. Buy a Bible now. <laughs> Get your Bibles now, definitely. <laughs> but remember that Jesus said it is for freedom. In Galatians, it says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And that is the bombshell to end on. Nice one. Yep. Bye.